Hello and welcome to EFL at URN. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Harry Waring, and I'm joined by Luke Green. How are we today? I'm good, back again after my absence last week where I was filled with people who don't know much. Um, no, they didn't know a lot, but you know they did their best, they're good. Uh, and we did enjoy the show. We had a lot of fun. Matthew, Luke, and my housemate, Freddie Reese obviously were on the show. Uh, that episode will be released as a podcast soon. I just need to uh, edit it as I should. But yes, uh, it's not really a normal show. Obviously, uh, we released a podcast this week. And in that, I mentioned that uh, today's show, the live shows, we will be treating more as a, a look towards what's going to be happening at the weekend. Uh, and the podcast will remain, as usual, having a look at the results that have happened in the week. Uh, and also a few of our thoughts about the teams and you know players in the leagues. But today, we are also going to be joined by our special guest, George Bowman. Uh, he'll be with us shortly throughout the show. But we're going to start in League 2 and League 1 before he gets here. So, Luke, League 2. We've highlighted just two games today that we think are going to be the standout games uh, in the league. Uh, Do you want to take us through the first one? Uh, Doncaster, Bradford. Yes. Uh, Two teams in and around the playoff picture, I think. Uh, Just below. Uh, But it's uh, one of the most exciting matches, I think, this week. Because... Uh, most of the top seven are playing either mid-table or below uh, mm. teams this week, so there's not not too much to pick from in League Two. Uh, Bradford going into this match only one point off the playoffs with two games in hand on Salford in seventh, and Doncaster uh, sit tenth with 46 points, only three points off the playoffs. Again, with a goal, uh, with a game in hand on Salford. Uh, these teams both have not been in amazing form going into this game. Uh, Bradford only winning two of the last five, and Doncaster winning three of the last five but losing two. Um, so it's going to be an interesting match, um, especially as uh, Bradford are away. Bradford are usually a lot better away than they are at Valley Parade. Mm. Um, I think it might have something to do with the crowd being absolutely massive and the expectation being... Uh, so high at Bradford this season especially due to the appointment of Mark Hughes um, so yeah I, I mean I expect Bradford to win this game um, but Doncaster can pull off some shocks like they have for some of the time this season anyway yeah so if we just have a quick look at some of uh, Doncaster's players they have George Miller up top top goal scorer we have nine goals uh, leading the assist for them, the right-back, Carl Knoll, formerly of Cambridge. A, a really good player at this level, it has to be said. Uh, but yeah, George Miller, this is sort of his breakthrough season for them. You know, he's been around at the uh, the top. I can't exactly remember what Premier League club he was at before. But yeah, nine goals this season. Uh, let's look at Bradford then. Bradford's... Um, Sorry, top goal scorer at the moment is Andy Cook. Mm-hmm. 16 goals. We spoke a lot about him on the podcast. Uh, at the age of... Well, how old is he? 32. Yeah. At the age of 32, how incredible has that been for him this season? Obviously, he's been around this level for a while now, but you know, picking up that many goals this season, and we're only in February as well, you know, is, is that a reason why... Bradford is still sort of, you know, in this slightly playoff position, like, you know, fighting for the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. Bradford have just been very inconsistent, but the only thing in the team that has been consistent is Andy Cook. I mean, I know he's 32, so he, he probably is at the peak 
uh, of his career at the moment. Um, and he's the third top goal scorer in the league, so I think he, he could make the difference in this game, I think. Yeah, it, this is a game that, as you said, there's not so many games going on at the top of the table, but, you know, 8th versus 10th, 8th in Bradford, 1 point off the likes of Salford, 4 points off Mansfield, you know, and let's not forget, Bradford got two games in hand here on Salford, so you win this, you win another one, you win those two games in hands, you could be well in the playoffs easily, uh, and the same sort of goes to Doncaster, they've only got one game in hand on Salford, but... You know, three points off Salford. It's not over yet, and it, it's quite exciting. We've spoken a lot about how League Two has, you know, this sort of battle, the contention going on for the playoffs, all the way down to such as tenth or eleventh. Uh, whilst you know, Championship, it goes all the way up, you know, all the way down to twelfth, thirteenth. So, you know, it's very exciting. League One's a little bit different, but it is very exciting. Um, right? Do you want us to run us through another game in League Two, then, Luke? Yeah, the next one, we're going to go for Mansfield versus Salford. Obviously, we talk uh, a bit about Mansfield in, in this podcast because they are um, probably our most local uh, EFL club, mm. seeing as uh, Notts County are in the National League, doing really well, top of their uh, division, uh, unbeaten in the last 25, and obviously uh, Forrester in uh, the Premier League. Um, so, yeah, Mansfield, closest EFL club to us. They take on Salford. It's it's a playoff battle. Yeah. This one, um, Mansfield doing a little bit better than Salford in recent weeks. Salford losing two of the last three games, only picking up one point in the last three games. Whereas Mansfield have won back to back to back games and have back to back to back clean sheets. Um, so two teams that go into this game are in very different form. Uh, and I'd put you well, you'd probably put your money on Mansfield to win this game. I think. Yeah, and it's important that we just appreciate how many goals Mansfield are actually scoring and how little they're uh, conceding. Um, run through their last five fixtures. 2-0 Mansfield against Tranmere. 4-0 against Carlisle. 2-0 against Gillingham. 1-0 uh, with Bradford. And then a 4-1 versus Doncaster. You know? uh, and a lot, a few of those teams, especially Carlisle, for example, these, these are teams in and around the playoffs. Um, you know, we, We've spoken a bit about how they've lost some players in January. As we know, Ollie Hawkins has made his way down to Gillingham, doing really well there. Uh, and George Lapsill as well, picking up a goal there. But they have strengthened. Alfie Kilgore comes in from Bristol City. Uh, and then up front, we spoke about it in the podcast this week, Keller Dunn coming in on a free from Burton. He's been an amazing addition for their front line. Obviously coming in along the sides of Lucas Aikens, a very well you know, a very seasoned player. He's been at Burton a long time in these divisions, made his way up to the championship from League Two. Uh, they've got Jordan Bowery, uh, Reese Oates, Will Swan as well on loan from Nottingham Forest. He's not had, you know, as many goals as he probably would like to this year. Still young, still got a lot of potential, but like I said, Keladon coming in, sort of knitting that front line all together. Um, looking more towards Salford side of the Let's say, as you said there, you know, last three games, they've got two draws and, uh, sorry, one draw and two losses. Uh, last game was against Swindon, another team who were trying to keep themselves in that playoffs battle. So, you know, we're starting to see a little a little three-point gap sort of come in between Salford and Man... Uh, sorry, Man City there. Uh, between them and Mansfield. Well, maybe soon. Yeah, well, maybe soon. We never know. Uh, but a three-point gap to come in seventh and sixth. So... Maybe some people might be saying there's only one more space available. You know, the teams in the playoffs moving so, you know, getting a lot of points. And they, you're looking at Stevenage, you're looking at Carlisle, Stockport, 
Northampton maybe this scene as a team above Mansfield, which is maybe a little bit out of form, but you know, Bradford, Sutton, Doncaster, Swindon and Salford all really sort of fighting for that seventh spot. Um, right, I'll just run through the table quickly and then should we do quick fire predictions? Yeah, sure. Right, uh, top of the table remains Leighton Orient on 70 points. Uh, yes, they do have three games in hand on Stevenage, uh, but Stevenage, you know, sorry, they do sit 13 points behind now uh, in second place. Carlisle sit third. Uh, the playoffs are made up of Stockport in fourth, Northampton in fifth, Mansfield in sixth, and Salford in seventh. And the bottom two, we have Crawley Town 23rd, and Rochdale remain at the very, very bottom with 20 and 24th points. Well, I said 24 points and 21 points uh, after 24. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. After right. some games. I don't know. Right, let's look at the fixtures coming up. Uh, we're going to do. Da 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 quick fire predictions uh, obviously mentioned in the podcast we're moving that to the live show because it's looking forward to the next week um, so for people that don't know I'm going to read out a list of all the fixtures occurring in League 2 League 1 and Championship we'll start with League 2 now uh, and Luke's basically going to have to give his prediction what his score thinks but it's got to be quick there can't be any thinking uh, you okay? yeah you ready? I am yeah um, right fixtures all start tomorrow obviously because it's League 2 we have Barrow versus Stockport. Uh, 2-0 for Stockport. Colchester, Northampton. 1-0 Northampton. Crawley versus Carlisle. Uh, 2-1 Carlisle. Crewe versus Rochdale. Uh, 1-0. Doncaster versus Bradford. 1-0 Bradford. Gillingham versus Wimbledon. Uh, 2-0 Gillingham. Grimsby versus Leighton Orient. Uh, 2-0. Hartlepool versus Walsall. Uh, 1-0 Walsall. Mansfield versus Salford. Uh, 3-1 Mansfield. Newport versus Sutton. 1-0 Newport. Uh, Stevenage Tranmere uh, 2-0 Stevenage and finally Swindon versus Harrogate 0-0 uh, I think ok some decent predictions there um, you know what I'm going to make you do Tuesday as well because that's the uh, they're also before we have our show on Friday Yeah. Um, so Tuesday the 28th we have a couple games we have Gillingham versus Bradford 1-0 uh, Bradford Harrogate versus Northampton 3-0 uh, Northampton Wimbledon versus Stevenage 2-0 uh, Stevenage Tranmere versus Crawley 1-0 uh, Tranmere Barrow versus Salford 3-0 uh, okay. I'm just going to ask you a quick question now Nick actually yeah, sure. uh, with Media Cup coming up tomorrow for people that don't know that is a football tournament where the radio station will be playing uh, against other media you know you've got media. magazine yeah. theatre TV um, in a tournament tomorrow what team so firstly what position would you like to play in and what team would you back yourself in in League 2 in League 2 in League 2 keep it League 2 based for oh, that okay um, to be fair as, as I'm not that small I can probably fit into a Crawley Town team Crawley Town do you think that, that they seem to be wanting um, influencers and I might not be an influencer yet yet uh, but potential uh, if, they, if this podcast blows up which it will um <laughs> Then I, I probably will become an influencer and join Crawley Town. Um, but is that the place you want to be? No, no. Right, I'm being. It's the most realistic thing I can think of because I'm nowhere near the quality of a League Two footballer. Yeah. I mean, some people might think they, that they are, but um, there's a massive gap between being a professional football and Sunder League. So, mm. uh, position, probably like centre mid. Centre mid, you back yourself there. CDM Cam or Centre Med? 
Just a normal centimetre. Centimetre. Uh, box to box. I'm a bit too small to be a ca- uh, ZDM. Okay. A number six. Yeah. Uh, not very good at heading, which is another thing that doesn't really bode well for me. No. Uh, not really good at shooting either. Um, so two of the main components of being a footballer I'm not very good at. Oh, yeah. well, okay, right. Uh, centre mid for Crawley Town then, fair enough, fair enough. Right, let's move to League t- 1. We've got two more games which we're going to preview here. Uh, we'll start with Barnsley versus Derby County. Barnsley currently sits sixth in the league on 56 points uh, and Derby just the one place above them on 57 points. Uh, Barnsley come into this game, you know, unbeaten in the last five. They picked up four wins, most notably a 4 0 win over Cheltenham last time out, uh, and the other result was a one all draw with Portsmouth. Uh, a little voice break there. Uh, Derby County uh, come into this a bit of a mixed run of form, having been so strong since Paul One first came in. Uh, that's result two 0 win over Charlton, uh, and they've also had a five 0 win over Morecambe in the last five. But they've also had two losses. Uh, well, actually, well, my system's saying West Ham here, but that was obviously in the trophy. Yeah. Uh, and then also a 3-2 loss to Wickham, and the final one was a one-all draw with Lincoln. Who do you think is going to win here, Luke? Because it, it this could be a, a deciding game in the playoff race because, you know, Derby County win, they move, I'm trying to do massive, four points clear of Barnsley. You know, it gives options for Wickham and Shrewsbury both to catch up. Yeah, obviously I'd like uh, Derby to win this. Uh, that'd be best for me. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I probably think they will. I th- I, there needs to be a winner out of this because a draw really doesn't do anything for both clubs because a draw does mean that Wickham can probably catch them in the next few games. Mm. Uh, catch both of them, really. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's a massive game. I think this is the biggest game of the season for both clubs. Um, again, fifth and sixth. One of them will probably drop out by the end of the season. Uh, maybe Derby on their run uh, on the bad run of form. Well, not bad, but not playoff standard uh, that we've seen in the last month. Uh, their form has dropped a little bit. Uh, Barnsley just keep going. Um, they just, half of these playoff teams are probably too good for League One as well, which is yeah insane to think that six of the twenty-four are too good for League One. Well, to be fair, six of the twenty-four are probably too uh, bad for League One too. Um, yeah, I think Derby will win this. Probably only edge it, I think. Uh, probably like a 2-1, probably, something like that. They definitely need to win this. And it, again, if they win, they can maybe set their sights on automatics. Um, they're a bit they're a bit way behind um, Plymouth at the moment. And I, I don't really see Plymouth uh, falling off anytime soon. But they can still keep the pressure on Plymouth. Uh, yeah, Sheffield Wednesday, I think. We'll, we'll finish top of the league so I don't think there's any catching them for Barnsley it's a must win mm. uh, for Derby I think they can draw it realistically but I think Barnsley is a must win for them because they do have Wickham over their shoulder really close as well it's only three points off um, so yeah yeah, Derby win I think you think Derby win uh, let's dive into both teams David McGoldrick has been such an influential player for Derby this year uh, 17 goals and assists but saying that they've got a lot of goals and assists you know, a lot of creativity coming from around the pitch uh, it's no surprise Conor Horahane is around there formerly of Aston Villa obviously in the Premier League uh, Sheffield United last year but he's picked himself up 6 assists uh, this season also 7 goals as well but as you said they're both 
well, actually, all the top six teams, the squads they have are unbelievable at this level. Uh, the way I'm talking about James Collins, he's a player that comes off the bench, scored nine goals. Obviously, he was in the championship last year. Uh, Mendes Lang, for example, he's got uh, 13 goals and assists. Um, Barnsley, though, on the other hand, not as high scoring as some might have thought. Uh, Seven goals for top scorer Devante Cole this year. Uh, James Norwood alongside him on seven. Uh, but the, the goals and assists is James Norwood and he's only on nine. So could you think Derby obviously is proving that they've got a lot of goals coming from a lot of different players and creativity coming from a lot of different players. Do you think that could be a turning point for them in this game? Because you know Barnsley, top scorer of only seven. Yes, they're in the playoffs, but is it, that's not a lot. No, but then all of their midfield for Barnsley are, are chipping in with uh, goals and mm. assists. See if you got Adam Phillips uh, with five goals, four assists. You got Connell with um, two goals, five assists, and you got Kane. Uh, is it? It's not Herbie Kane. Is it? it is Herbie, Herbie Kane. Kane. Yeah, uh, with uh, two goals and five assists. So they're all chipping in uh, with the assists, and Jordan Williams with uh, five goals, four assists too. So although one player isn't really scoring that many goals, uh, there's a lot of the team is really chipping in, which is the sign of a good team really you don't want to get carried by one player and I think Derby I don't think are doing that either because uh, McGoldrick has only scored nine of his goals in three games so I mean he's only won three games single-handedly to be fair yeah yeah right let's move to another game then uh, I'll introduce it because it's your team yeah, sure. uh, we have Shrewsbury Town versus Wickham Wanderers again we're very we've stopped quite at the top of the table this week, uh, this game involves Shrewsbury Town who sit eighth on forty-eight points, whilst Wickham Wanderers sit just above them, seventh, five points ahead uh, on fifty-three points. Wickham, now there's, there's two talking points here. They come into this in phenomenal form, five wins in five. However, uh, I'm sure a lot of you out there will know Gareth Ainsworth, their manager of ten years, is finally departed. Uh, and he's made the move to QPR. Uh, Shrewsbury, though, you know, last game, a 1-0 loss to bottom of the table. Well, not bottom of the table. In the relegation zone, Accrington Stanley. Uh, but you also have been in amazing form, picking up three wins uh, and also having a 0-0 draw in there with Exeter. So I think there's sort of two questions which I could ask you here. Yeah. The first one is, are you confident? No. about this game seeing as Gareth Ainsworth has left uh, a bit more confident now Ainsworth has left but not that confident because it's Wickham yeah and um, you know it, surely but playoffs is it is it on the cards because you sit obviously as I mentioned there five points off Wickham but you know you are very much in this race with the form you've been on before this do you think you've got the squad to, to keep this this push up uh, realistically probably not uh, we've got the toughest opponents out of any of the 24 uh, yet to come, which is not great, not ideal. So if we do if we do get the playoffs, it would be an outstanding achievement, I think. Uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, Ainsworth leaving. I think it, overall, I think it's a positive for us because obviously it's a big change after 10, 11 years in charge of Wickham. So hopefully the Wickham squad... Uh, are devoid of confidence at the moment, even though they shouldn't be, because they've gone on five wins on the bounce for the first mm. time ever in League One. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a challenge. Do you think Gareth Ainsworth winning then is going to have a sorry not winning leaving is going to have a major impact on this squad because we've seen what he's done with players. Obviously, they didn't. Wickham haven't had the biggest budget in the league, but you know he's made 
players like Akin Femmel, for example, before he retired, do really, really well at this level. So do you think Ainsworth leaving might have a major impact on this squad? Oh, yeah, because Ainsworth was the best manager in the league. Hmm. There's, there's no two ways about it. He got Wickham promoted to the Championship. Wickham, on their budget, the size of their club should be a League Two club. Yeah. And he's gotten two promotions in 10 years. Um, so I think, and a playoff final. So on the balance of play, I think, yeah, it's, it's a massive blow for them. And I, I, Bloomfield hasn't really been tested either. He's had f- three or four months at, Ch- at Colchester. Um, so I don't think that's a lot to prove for himself, really. No, yeah. So more confident than I was, anyway. Yeah, you should be. You should be. And in the form you're in, under Cottrell, you should hopefully get some points. Right. I'll run through the table quickly. We'll do score predictions. Uh, but firstly, before I do that, Mr. George Bowman has walked into the room. Hello, mate. How are you? I, I'm good. It's glad to, I'm happy to see you on this show. I'm honoured to be on, to be fair. It's been a while, boys. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, lot. It's, it's about time. Work in the making. It's get you here. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a busy man. You're a busy man, yeah, you know obviously. You no, know it is. Um, George, for people who don't know, Norwich City fan, but I'm sure everybody will know that if they listen to Big Monday Night In. Um, but yes, as I said, I'll quickly run through the table. We'll do a score prediction and then we'll bring George in to talk about the championship. Right, so in League One, top of the table remains Sheffield Wednesday on 68 points. Closely followed, though, by Plymouth, who are also on 68 points. Uh, the playoffs are made up of Ipswich, who sit eight points behind the front two on 60 points. Bolton Wanderers in fourth on 59 points. Derby County in fifth on 57 points. Uh, and finally, in the playoffs, Barnsley on 56 points. It's not as close to the playoff race in League One as it is in League Two and Championship. Um, the last sort of t- couple remainers who could really push for that, as mentioned, Wickham, Shrewsbury, and then maybe arguably you can make a case for Peterborough. But, you know, it's getting to the stage now where they need to step up again if they're going to catch up. Uh, the bottom four. Forest Green sit 24th on 22 points. Um, above them, Cambridge 23rd on 29 points. Disappointing to say this, but MK Dons 22nd on 29 points as well. Uh, and the final space in the relegation zone, Acton Stanley on 20 and 21st on 30 points. But there are a couple teams floating above. Obviously, we've spoken a lot about this year's Burton Albion in 18th. Cheltenham in 19th, Morecambe in 20th, who all could be dragged into that battle. Right. Da-da-da-da-da. Quick fire predictions. Right. <laughs> I still do that, even on here, George. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Luke. Are you ready? Yeah, sure I am. Okay, so it all kickstarts as usual for League One tomorrow uh, on the 25th. Saturday the 25th of February uh, with a book on early kickoff. so Oxford versus Bristol Rovers at half 12 nil nil moves to 3 o'clock we have Barnsley Derby 1-0 Derby Bolton Port Vale 2-0 uh, Bolton Burton Atkinson 3-1 uh, Burton Charlton versus Sheffield Wednesday 2-0 Sheffield Wednesday Exeter versus Cambridge 2-0 Exeter Fleetwood versus Morecambe 1-0 Forest Green versus Lincoln uh, 2-1 Lincoln uh, MK Dons versus Ipswich. Uh, 2-0 Ipswich, not a 5-1. Uh, don't worry. I, I'm, thank you for okay. that. I do think it will be a 5-1, but thank you for that. Uh, Peterborough versus Plymouth. Uh, 1-0 Plymouth. Portsmouth, Cheltenham. Uh, 2-0 Portsmouth. And Shrewsbury versus Wickham. 1-0. Uh, that wraps up... Oh, no, no. No, it doesn't look... Tuesday nights. We're doing Tuesday nights. 
Uh, so 28th of February, uh, we have four games. Derby County, Cheltenham. 1-0 Derby County. Lincoln, MK Dons. 2-0 Lincoln. Portsmouth, Bolton. 1-0. Peterborough versus Charlton. 1-0 uh, Peterborough. Right, lovely stuff. That wraps up League One. Um, as I said, we're going to bring Jordan here now. Uh, we're going to talk about championship. Championship expert. Championship that, expert. That, that We've yeah. got uh, two games which we're going to preview. Obviously, one is Norwich versus Cardiff. Uh, we're also going to have a look at West Brom Middlesbrough, another playoff sort of game. Uh, and then we're going to ask George some fun questions. Well, not fun questions. Just want to, you know, dive into your knowledge of the EFL and uh, your experiences. <laughs> um, so we'll start with West Brom Middlesbrough. And then we'll go from that game to Norwich and then we'll transition at the end of the show into the questions. Luke, do you want to just introduce the game for us? What game? West Brom, Middlesbrough. Oh, oh, this game. Yeah, okay. Uh, West Brom, Albion versus Middlesbrough. It is a playoff battle at the moment, I think. Um, West Brom losing a few games uh, recently. Um, staggering in their form since Carlos Colbrand's come in. Uh, yeah, West Brom's at 10th. Uh, Middlesbrough third with Michael Carrigan, an excellent job at Middlesbrough. I think we both agreed that. Uh, Tuba Rackpom, now the league's top scorer too. Uh, West Brom have lost four, well, three of the last five games, whereas uh, Middlesbrough have won all of the last five games. So two teams going into this one again with different, very different form. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one, I think. It is indeed. George, Middlesbrough. Harry, on fire. On fire. I actually saw them. When I went home for Christmas, I went to Norwich Middlesbrough over Christmas, and um, mm. yeah, I think it was Carrick's like second game in charge or something. But I mean, the Middlesbrough fans were loving him, loving him even then. Yeah, they brought a fair fair number down to Carrow Road. To be fair, it's a long way for them to travel, but yeah, they were in good voice and they played well that day. They beat us two 0 I think. Um, yeah, yeah, they looked good, and he's done an unreal job. Yeah, shot up the league and. And they're almost rivaling sort of Sheffield United now for that second yeah. automatic spot. This is a debate we've been having recently. Um, you know, Sheffield United aren't safe. I know everybody sees the table and they go, I think it's eight points off the top of my head uh, that they're clear. But Sheffield United aren't in the best of form. Obviously losing two in a row now, Millwall and Middlesbrough being one of them. Yeah. Um, I think... One of the biggest reasons why Middlesbrough are doing so well it is Michael Carrick. He came in, uh, he's transformed Tuba Rackbomb. Before this season, his time at Middlesbrough, before he went on loan, obviously, into Europe, he had scored five goals in 40 games. Uh, this season, he's got 19 goals already. Uh, but, you know, because they did so well and because he managed to get players like Akpom already in the building playing well, they've allowed themselves to strengthen very, very well during the transfer window. You're looking at Cameron Archer coming in, you're looking at Aaron Ramsey, two players high potential coming in from Aston Villa. Uh, they picked up Daniel Barlazer from Rotherham, a player, you know, formerly of Newcastle. We saw him last year, obviously, Luke, for Rotherham in League One. Fantastic players. Picked up eight assists already this season. So, yeah, it is it is interesting. But what, what do you two boys think about this top two race? I've seen it before where teams like Sheffield United have sort of pulled away with the leader. But, you know, it gets to the end. Things get a bit shaky. They get pulled back. And you, time after time, you see third place nipping in just before the end of the season. Championships like one of those leagues that mm. people can go on these runs. Like Middlesbrough have gone on this mad run, and they can easily break into that top two. I think now, I don't like Sheffield United aren't that impressive in my opinion. Um, I don't think the championships are particularly strong league this year. It's not as strong as it has been no. in previous years. Having watched sort of Norwich yo-yo up and down, I think this is probably one of the weakest championships there's been. 
which is ironic because we're doing probably the, one of the worst we've done in a while. But, I mean, Sheffield United aren't aren't all that, I don't think. And Middlesbrough looked really good when they came and I've seen them play. And like you say, their form's unreal. I mean, Sheffield United have a game in hand, but they're only four points clear of yeah. Middlesbrough now. Yeah. So, I mean, if they lose that game in hand, which, like, they've lost the last two, that can easily happen in the championship. It's one of those leagues. Um then I think it's probably in Middlesbrough's hands, you know, with with the run of form they're on. I don't know about you, Luke. Yeah, Sheffield United have got Watford next as well. Um, so yeah. again, not an easy game. Definitely not an easy game for them. Uh, I think the only real standout game that I can remember for Sheffield United is when they beat Burnley two five uh, two something like that. Um, just uh, I think that was, was around, a weird game around though, Christmas it? time. Yeah, they absolutely battered them. Yeah, from set pieces and then mm. crosses and stuff. But also, it was like two two with like. Five minutes ago, or something stupid, wasn't it? Yeah, oh. yeah, something like that. Yeah, but and then in recent weeks they've struggled to beat Wrexham twice, um, which it doesn't really bode well for them. Uh, so I think yeah, Middlesbrough are, are a really good team, and I think they de- well. I think it, this automatic race will go down to the wire. I think if we just quickly look at some of the fixtures Middlesbrough have coming up, uh, obviously as mentioned, West Brown, oh, West Brown, West Brown, West, oh, few few. I don't know. West Brom tomorrow. Um, but looking into the future, there's a few teams in and around the playoffs. Swansea, they could be a tough task for Middlesbrough. Swansea away. Um, you're looking at Stoke. Alex Neal can maybe do a job. Hodgesfield, obviously looking to get out of the relegation zone. But then uh, in April, we see Burnley. We see Norwich. Obviously, your team there, Luke. Uh, who could be hopefully near the playoffs. Not Luke, George. Uh, near the playoffs. Uh, they've also got Luton. Uh, but the last two games of the season maybe seen a slightly easier Rotherham and Coventry. So, th- th- you know, they've they've got an all right run in, but I, f- I feel like anything could happen. Well, it's a, it's a championship. It's a ridiculous league, the championship. Yeah. I mean, like, look at it. Just looking at it from even, like, down to 20th. Rotherham have got 36 points. Yeah. And then in the playoffs, Watford, I don't know, well, Luton have 50 points. Yeah. That, like, that's, that's nothing. Silly. Yeah, there's, a, there's only there's only four teams in the top twelve that have lost less than ten games, which is mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's have a look at West Brom though. The other team in this tie, they're again they're a team like Barnsley. Um, obviously, as mentioned, they were in a great run of form when Carlos Corbran came in, taking them up from the relegation zone all the way up to the playoffs to sit tenth now. But there's not an out and out top goal scorer. You've got Jeb Wallace at the top on five. Uh, you've got Brandon Thomas-Sante on five. Uh, Dianga, he's on four. You know, it's... There's a lot of goals coming from a lot of different players. And as you mentioned a minute ago, Luke, that, that can be a good thing. Um, George, what, what do you think? You know, you're trying to push for the playoffs in the championship. And as I've just mentioned there, it is so tight. Any team at this moment point could, could you know, have a decent shout of getting in there. So, do you think them not having so you know they've got Daryl Dyke in there, for example, but obviously keeps getting injured. And he's only picked up four goals this year. So, can you see them pushing or? I'll tell you, it was a good game. I don't know if you saw or like saw the highlights of the game against Watford, but unbelievable game. Both both teams had eighteen mm. shots. It was a, I really like Corbran. I, I yeah. do really rate him as a manager. So I think they are in the shout. They're in the hunt. Yeah, I know. Potentially what you said, they don't have the quality of some of the other teams, but I do think the manager's a big, big part. Yeah. I think he's probably one of the best managers in the league. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's the championship. And I, I genuinely think there is about 12 teams at the moment, all the way from sort of, well, second. I think the top 
so take the top three out mm. the playoff race is unbelievable as well yeah probably 12 teams below those top three the top three are going for automatic the next 12 are all all trying to get into the playoffs yeah. well there's 10 points all the way down to Preston who's sitting 14th yes it's a joke it's an absolute joke but yeah 100% West Brom in it and if they if they win games like they've got like if they beat Middlesbrough that's a massive statement of intent yeah you know if they go if they go and beat them so yeah, they're definitely in it. Um, I don't know if they'll get the top because you never, you don't know. Like, no, obviously, no, I obviously. Know, but I, I'd, if I was to put my money, money where my mouth is, I say they wouldn't get into the playoffs. Yeah. I think they're well, like, you, six teams better than them. You have got four teams better than them. Well, you've got two teams at the start of the year who'd seen as the big ones: Norwich and Watford, you obviously. Um, Sunderland, they've they've got a decent. Middlesbrough and Sheffield, you know, one of them are in there. Yeah, like so, you can take one spot out. So there's three spots you're going for. Yeah. There's I mean, too many teams to be put in. So I don't think West Brom are going to be good enough to break into those no, three. Especially, no, I, I see what you mean, yeah. Sunderland, obviously, they've, they've done a lot this year. They've signed 10 under-23 players. They look set for the future at this mm-hmm. level. Obviously, they've got Michu and Diallo as well. One on loan from PSG, obviously the other one on loan from Manchester United. Um, right, let's move on to another game. Uh, and obviously, Norwich City, Cardiff. Uh, I'll preview this, then I'll ask you, Luke, about Cardiff. So get ready. Um, Cardiff not the best I don't know, two wins in the last two games but before that it was three losses uh, you know, against obviously Middlesbrough in that list Hull, Luton uh, Norwich on the other hand two losses two wins and a draw in the table as mentioned there Norwich sits ninth on 49 points that was Cardiff they find themselves sort of in a relegation battle but not just yet they sit 21st on 35 points four points clear of Huddersfield but Huddersfield do have a game in hand so that could get very interesting if they don't pick up the points soon um Cardiff at the moment I don't really know yeah we spoke a bit about Cardiff at the start of the year when Stephen Morrison obviously got sacked we couldn't really get our head around it but what, what do you think though there are shambles yeah. I think even um, Lamucci has basically said there are shambles. Yeah, um, I'll be very surprised if they stay up this season because, especially as you've got in the relegation zone, you've got Warnock at Huddersfield and then Mick McCarthy at Blackpool, yeah. two like, really good, experienced managers that have fought loads of relegation battles before. So, yeah, uh, really worried for them. I think um, Ben Watson from the radio as well. Yeah, uh, he's 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 pretty worried too. And it's clear to see why, because they've got no creativity. They had a set manager that they backed in the summer mm. and then sacked him once they were 17th. They're now 21st. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's paid off for them, hasn't it? Um, yeah, it's it's not going well at all for them. Again, they don't have anybody that can put the ball in the back of the net. No, they've scored 25 goals yeah. this year and they've conceded 36. So... Yeah, there's not a lot really happening there. The top goal scorer is Robertson on five, who was the guy they brought in to score the goals. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think he came from West Brom at the start of this year. Or was yeah. it Sheffield United? West uh, Brom. West Brom, yeah. West Brom. So, yeah, as you mentioned there, it, it's been a weird season for them. And obviously, we're going to get Ben on in the future, in the coming weeks on this show. Um, right, I think I think we do need to talk about Norwich. Um, I think we do. Should we talk about this game or should we talk about the season to start with? Yeah, talk about the season. Let's so. talk about it. George. Yeah. Talk to me about Norwich's season. You talk sit ninth in the league. Yeah. That's not good, is it? It was. It is disappointing. It is disappointing. I would say that in my lifetime, I'd say from my from my memory of watching Norwich, 
the the first sort of manager I remember is Paul Lambert, who's the absolute goat. I love the man. And then since then, I've been pretty spoilt with the football we've played and stuff. And I'd say Dean Smith is a long, by far and away, potentially Chris Hewton's down there as well, but he was in the Premier League and kept us up. So you can't really snub at that as much as Dean Smith. He was rubbish. He was so bad. We played turgid football, but as well as playing turgid football, we just weren't getting results. I mean, first game of the season, we lost 2-0 to Cardiff, I think, um, off the top of my head. I think well, we lost to Cardiff, I know that, and then Steve Morrison's obviously ex-Norwich man, unlucky to be sacked. But he was he was awful. And to be fair, since Wagner's come in, we have looked like a different team. We've been, looked much better. We're playing the sort of football that we're used to under Farker, sort of front foot football, attacking football. Some of the players that were just... Well, like non-existent under under um, Dean Smith, like Dow Kieran Dow looks like a new player under Wagner. Suddenly, mm. he can play football. Before he was just like some sort of donkey. Um, Nunez in the middle of the park. I don't know if you boys saw his volley at the yeah, uh, I did, yeah, yeah. In the week, oh my god, what a goal that was! But he was awful under under Smith, and again, looks like a different player under Wagner. There was another one, Kenny McLean. Sort of just like didn't. Like, there's so many players that have just been so much improved, and we were talking about our squad not being good enough this season. Um, but really, I just think the coaching has a lot to do with that. Um, so I think if we had a decent manager from the start of the season, or someone like Wagner, the kind of football that sort of Norwich want to play, front foot football, I think we would have been genuinely in a promotion hunt because I, I don't. I don't see this league being amazing, like I said. Um, we still we still had a couple of dodgy results since it's come in, but I mean, it's got to turn around the losing team as well as trying to get them playing football the way we want to. If he'd, if he'd had a pre-season or someone like Wagner had a pre-season, I think we would have been up there. But it's good to see that we're on the, on the right track now, I think. I think we're definitely getting to the playoffs. Um, I'll, I'll put my... You, you think playoffs? Put my hat on that. I think we're getting the playoffs. Yeah, I think we'll, we're good we will to hold you there. to that if you don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're only one point off the playoffs as it stands, aren't exactly, you? So. Exactly, and I, I think we're better than the other teams around us. I think we should be in the hunt for automatic promotion. I think us and Watford will both get in the playoffs, and hopefully it'll be another day trip to Wembley, and maybe we'll beat Middlesbrough again. Maybe it'll be history rerun itself. That would be a good That's day. The out. Best day of my life. Um, there's one question i just want to ask you it, it is to do with todd cantwell obviously a player who did mm. very well for you in the past um you know and then he sort of you know last year sort of that was it he fell out he went online to bournemouth yeah this year didn't really do a lot and now he's found himself to rangers uh, i'm pretty sure there was a little overlap between cantwell and wagner coming in but do you think if he had stayed wagner could have got him back i don't know the todd cantwell saga at norwich has been going on for a yeah. while now Harry. yeah like he had that one year in the premier league where he was he was quality to be fair he played very well i think emmy brendia next to him made him look a bit better than he actually was yeah but he did play well for for maybe the first half of the season then drifted off um and a lot of people's perceptions of cantwell come from that hmm. that that season or that half a season and really he never before that and after that he never reproduced anywhere near that but there was there was something that happened last season right something came in I think the rumours are around Norwich that Billy Gilmore and him didn't get on there was something that they yeah. fell out and then there was something in Billy Gilmore's contract because he was rubbish for Norwich by the way so so yeah. bad but um, there was something in Billy Gilmore's contract that he had to play yeah, you get that a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know if any of you listened to the Ben Foster podcast over on Spotify. He did one 
especially on loan moves. Uh, he said his first loan move from Man United to Watford, yeah. he had to play. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, as long as he was fit, it doesn't matter how well he was playing, doesn't matter if he was injured, he had to play. The and big it, clubs want them to have game time and that's yeah. a sacrifice a small bit if they want Yeah, to. and I think that was similar with when Ruben Loftus-Cheek went on loan to Fulham uh, a couple Probably. of years back. He was not in the best. He was in terrible form, it has to be said. Um, <laughs> Freddie obviously would mention that. But yeah, it's. I think that is in the contract. And as you said there, Gilmore had to play yeah Gilmore had to play so he was sort of kept in the squad and I think to be fair like yeah especially when Dean Smith came in I liked him and then then things just like went off a cliff but it's really weird with Cantwell because obviously Gilmore left and then he's still just non-existent he wasn't in the squad he wasn't training like it was really weird like Mm. no Norwich players fans really know what was going on and then obviously it was clear that he was going to leave and stuff and that was before Wagner came in really and mm. I think the decision to be made like Campbell wanted to get away something had happened so it came in for Rangers and Rangers got him and then and then he, he's put out a couple of really odd statements since just like um, oh, I've forgotten exactly like, I don't want to quote him word for word but it's something like oh, things will come clear in time I want to put a statement out for the Norwich fans I still love Norwich and all of these things and just being a bit like a bit weird. Mate, if you want to tell us just tell tell the yeah. Norwich fans what's going on but don't make out that you're some sort of massive victim in something and then don't even say what it is Yeah, there's loads of rumours flowing about but but I don't think it's a massive loss to the club because like I say apart from two months in the Premier League where everyone sort of remembers his name from he wasn't he wasn't really that good and I think Emi Wendia had a lot to do with that for Yeah, he's he's hardly lit the world alight up at Rangers either. He's played four games in the Premiership and only got one assist, uh, which is not ideal. But talking of departures, transfer window, do you want to... H- how do you think it went? Obviously, you bought Marquinhos in on loan from mm. Arsenal, uh, a very good... He hasn't started yet. Obviously. Yeah, but he's got a lot of potential. Obviously, Arsenal have seen that. Are you, are you, were you happy with your transfer window seeing as you weren't in the playoffs? Yeah. Yes. No. I, th- I think, like I said at the start, I think I think under Smith, a lot of players look bad. A lot of the players we brought in the summer, so like Nunes, Gabriel, Sarah, Dal, who we brought last year, they all they all just look very ordinary. But since Wagner's come in, that he's actually turned them around. So our summer transfer window suddenly looks a bit better, which means we don't necessarily. If you're improving players, you don't have to buy as many players, right? So I think what we did was was quite good. Yeah, Marquinhos is obviously a good signing, and then strengthened a couple of other areas with squad players more than first team players but hmm. he's like Dow suddenly I know he's injured now but he suddenly became a first choice regular and, and Nunes was the same Kenny McLean looks like a different player so it's almost like we didn't necessarily sign starting players but we've got three or four who weren't playing yeah. anywhere near their potential now playing and then it's like new signings isn't it so yeah, yeah I think we did well the other thing is Adam Eder's back fit and that's big because he's looked really, really sharp since his comeback. Yeah, he's yeah, he's good on football manager too. It's <laughs> yeah, a good sign if anyone wants him on. Yeah, he is a manager. good player. Right, let's just quickly before we have me and Luke do have four questions which we're going to ask you, but let's just quickly right. narrow it back towards the West Brom game. Um, are you confident or not? The you mean the not um, West Brom Cardiff? Cardiff sorry, game. West Brom was the other game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We've. I mean, our record against Cardiff is shocking. I remember going mm. to Cardiff. I went to Cardiff away. Yeah, that was long, mate. That was like nine out because it's the opposite ends of the country, isn't it? But yeah, we lost two one in that game, and we lost at the start of the season. But I mean, like, if we don't beat Cardiff, there's something seriously wrong in there. Yeah, like we should be beating Cardiff like th- four or five nil. 
Four or five minutes. Okay. We should be. Should be. Right. We'll keep an eye on that game then tomorrow now that you've said that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, right. Luke. Yeah, so we've got four questions. Um, first one is, what was your first game? First been, game? That you've been to or your first memory? First uh, memory. I don't want you to say a Premier League game, actually. I want your first EFL game. No, now. mate. I had a season ticket when I was like eight. I was down in League One. Good lad. So it would have Good been. It would have been in the championship. We would have been under Avram Grant. It would have been under that sort of era, that sort of time. Nigel Worthington would have just been sacked. Team would have been like Simon Lappin, David Mooney would have been playing. I can't remember the exact game who we played, but it was that those sort of players. Mm. Some Norwich legends, really. Adam Drury's a Norwich legend. David Fox. I want to ask you another question, which is we haven't done. Uh, here but why do you still think that Paul Lambert is an icon oh <laughs> do you know so the, we went down to the chat to League One and it was a bit because I think Norwich Norwich are a relatively big like championship yeah. Premier League club it was a bit of a surprise we were down in League One and like I remember it turned a bit toxic like you were used to go to games and it was sack the board sack the board sack the board and then we've got Brian Gunning who was obviously a Norwich legend as caretaker manager and it was just all falling apart. I don't know if you boys remember this. It's quite un- iconic. But there was two two fans who actually got on the pitch at Carrow Road and chucked their season tickets at Brian Gunn, first game of the season, because we were at home and we lost 7-1 to Colchester. Oh, and well, the, the manager it, yeah. of Colchester was Paul Lambert. And then, obviously, Brian Gunn left. Like, club legend. You don't want his name tarnished. And, and all the li- we were linked to Paul Lambert. And then, honestly, the football we played... League One, straight up. Championship, straight up. Premier League, we came 12th that season. But we played like a diamond formation and it was just unbelievable. We had like John Ruddy in goal. Fraser Forster was in goal for a season and John Ruddy. And then we had players like like Martin Olsen, Seb Song, Michael Turner, Zach Whitbread, Russell Martin, Norwich legend, yeah, obviously well, doing well. At, I don't really like him anymore. Yeah, well, there you go. We had David Fox holding midfielder. Andrew Sermon was at Norwich. Yeah, I don't know if you played for Dons, Bournemouth. Cameron yeah. Jerome as well. Or yeah, was it a bit later on? that was later. We had Wes Hulahan. Wes Hulahan, Cambridge. Wes Hulahan, absolute legend. And then up front, we had Grant Holt and Simeon Jackson. Oh. Don't know if you remember Grant Holt. Yes. But he was unbelievable. Yeah, we had him as well. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was unbelievable. That was, that was our record signing. I think he still is our record signing. But he was quality, and uh, I mean, he should have gotten an England squad for sure. Yeah, in well, that year in the pre, wonder- he scored that goal against John Terry. I was I was asking the question because um, he then went to Ipswich a few years ago. Yeah, his career's sort of fallen off since he left Norwich. Well, uh, Stoke fans all hate him. Yeah, he hasn't um, done anything since. But at Norwich, honestly, we played the best football I've ever watched, and it was when I was like the proper age to really like enjoy it. I was going with my dad, my granddad. I just remember going and. I mean, yeah, it was unbelievable. We scored the goal. I always remember the goal we scored to to go up. My dad's not a massively emotional guy. We'd mm. gone up League One, Championship, and he just hugged the guy next to him and just started like crying. <laughs> My dad, Simeon Jackson at home, in front of us, right in front of us. And yeah, that was unbelievable. But yeah, that's why Paul Lambert's my favourite. Okay, That team is just iconic. Okay, um, well, I guess we'll move on to my question. Yeah, go on. What has been your best away day? Best away day. Oh, it's tough. There's been a few, you know. Take it wasn't Cardiff then. No, it wasn't no. Cardiff. That was rough. That was my mate's <laughs> birthday. We got pizza on the way back. It's quite nice. The pizza was nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's so tough. 
we used to go to Crystal Palace quite a lot as a family. We used to go to West Brom a lot as a family. Yeah. I think though, this is a rogue one. It's the one that stands out in my mind. Is I went to see with my mates when I was like first allowed to go on an away trip on my own. We went to see um, Arsenal, Norwich Arsenal in the cup. Yeah, and we were one nil up for. We scored in like the twentieth minute. Nathan Redmond scored. Yeah, we were one nil up for eight, and then Eddie Nketiah came on and scored two goals in like yeah. the ninetieth and ninety fourth minutes. We lost. But that was an unbelievable game. I remember Michael Turner had Olivier Giroud in his back pocket for the whole game. It was it was fun because I was allowed to go on my own. It was yeah. like an well, experience. But yeah, that's probably the one that stands out. Even though we lost, that was a good day because we were winning for so long. Oh no, it's oh, an easy go. question. Here we go. Wembley. Is that an away day though? Does that class as an away day? That's probably I the mean, best you're in away, my life. But you're not. But you're not. It's not your. Who was down as the home team on the team exactly. sheet? <laughs> you might have been actually. Yeah. yeah, it would have been us because we played. But we'll give you both. We'll give you Arsenal and Wembley. Yeah, talk, yeah, talk us through Wembley. Wembley was Wembley was unbelievable. That away game was unbelievable. We um, yeah, we went down obviously. Oh, not, like, but like going down Wembley Way when you just see all of these Norwich, all of these Middlesbrough fans. Mm. It's like a yellow half, red half, mm. just chanting each other. It was unbelievable. And then we scored two goals quite early on in the first half. But the, the tension was unbelievable. Everyone was just so yeah. nervous. Like you couldn't celebrate. You were winning two nil. It was like, oh my god, we're winning two nil. And then I remember it got to like eighty nine minutes, and then everyone was like, hang on, we're actually gonna win this. Yeah. Like we're gonna win this. And then and then the atmosphere was just unbelievable. Like everyone was just singing for the last sort of there was five minutes. I mean, the last six minutes was just like a party. Then obviously watch them go up and get the trophy and stuff. And yeah, it, it was unbelievable. It, going up to the playoffs is the best way to get promoted. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Have you boys been to a playoff? Uh, not with MK Dons, but I went to the Forest game versus Huddersfield last year. Did you really? I did. I sat in the Forest end. That was, that was. I know I'm not a, a fan of either yeah. team, but that was unbelievable. But imagine atmosphere. being a fan of the team. Yeah, right? yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, I, I haven't been to one. Um, my dad thought it was in my GCSE, so I couldn't go. So that was great. So you didn't win anyway. So it's right. No, no, I'm glad. I, I reckon it's go. depressing if you don't win. Yeah, very depressing. Oh yeah, uh, this kind of leads us on to the next question: uh, the Premier League or the Championship? Ooh, oh, I was about to say you normally have success in it, one and not in the other, but yeah. this season's a bit. Yeah, that's true. Oh, the Premiership's amazing. Like good memories from the Premier, like being Manchester United at home, yeah, being Chelsea at home. Like you remember those games when you get these big teams, like like watching. Yeah, but you also got battered most. Anthony Pill, yeah, but like, do you remember Johnny Housen's goal away at Man City? Mm. He just dribbled mm. through the whole team, like all of these like great memories of the Premier League. Whereas like Championship games, lot the so Farkas last season the Championship was unbelievable. Where we just sort of like we were four 0 down in the game, and you thought, oh yeah, we're going to win this. We'll come back and win five four. Like and Paul Lambert's season where we just kept winning and winning. Like it is fun that. I'd probably say the championship, you know. There so we the go. Good fun, Good yeah. Yeah, keep I'm it, on an EFL show. Keep it so. EFL, mate. You are on the EFL show. Uh, right, fourth question. Uh, I do have to ask this. I do ask a lot of people this. What's the best ground you've been to that has, not sorry, not best ground, but served the best pie? So the this best is a food pie. question. Do you have Rotherham away? Pocker pies at Rotherham? Yeah. Have you got any other, yeah. anything else that wasn't a pocker? Pocker pie. Uh, uh, Cambridge United. Is it wrong that I know Rotherham sell pucker? That that was too. I don't cool. know. I don't know. But Cambridge though. Oh no, no, Derby away. Derby away. This. I think. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't a pucker. 
It was just a pie outside the ground. Very nice. Was it very nice? Chicken are you, when bolty you go, piles. Where do you go to a chicken bolty? Yeah, Ooh. I'm not. I don't really eat like cow beef. No, yeah, I, don't like beef, I remember you so saying that before. Chicken, chicken man. Do you, um, Whenever I see puka pies, I'm like, I just instantly get disappointed. No, nah, the puka pies, no. I rate them. No, they're not as good as like independent ones or no, rice. No, no, no. Yeah, this one was outside. It's, it's the just ground, lazy. Nice. Puka pies is just lazy. I'll, I'll ask you one more question then. Are you when you go to a football game, what food do you get? Do, are you a pie man or are you a, a hot dog burger? To you know be fair, I mean? you, do you, can't do you go, go wrong. to the burger van outside or are you? A, this one was a pie outside, yeah, yeah, Derby. Yeah. But if I was to get, if I was to choose anything at a football, no, it's classic in it. Pies at football, yeah. I do like a good hot dog though. Roll over, mums. Mums. No, just but like mums is taken over by storm. They're everywhere. I don't know, mate. I don't. No this is another. Not. I just like whatever the hot dog's going. You know. Yeah. Chip, sure. Onions on. Do you follow the page forty scrum on Twitter? No, maybe I do. I need to follow yeah, the page. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I'll get on. Footy scrum. Right. Where's the best part you've had then, Harry? Me? Oh, turn the question back on me. There's quite a few. Um, I remember Chesterfield. Good pie. Good pie. Right. Uh, Stadium MK last year, MK Dons, they had a, a nice local one in. Good steak oh, and nice. ale. They only had steak and ale. That was it. I that would was very trouble. good. They've changed. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I, I would have tried it. I would have tried it. It was very nice. Actually. They've changed it this year to Pucker. Bit disappointed by that. It's disappointing. Um, Notts County. I've spoke about this before. That's Pucker, though. No, no, but remember before I've said it. Last time we went, couldn't find it. If you go to the members bar normally, uh, it's pie, chips, and gravy for a fiver. Oh yeah, which yeah, is pretty good. We yeah. went all the way around. Couldn't, yeah. Wasn't oh, there. I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed as well. Um, where else? Plymouth. I've been all the way down to Plymouth twice in a year. Um, but you know, have you heard of the beer tribute? Yes, the oh, I tribute. Yes, they do all the pies down there have tribute in. So instead of a set like steak and steak oh, and tribute, nice. but they do pasties. Very nice. I love a pasties. Nice. Luke, why, why don't you remind us of yours whilst we're uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, either Stoke City or Port Vale. Yeah. Uh, Wright's Pies. Thank you. He's got a lot of time for Wright's. I do think, like, up north, I reckon they do pies well. Yeah. I'd love to go to St. James's Park and have a pie. Uh, well, we we didn't have a pie at Sheffield Wednesday, did we? Uh, I'd love to go. Yeah, because. Key was too long. They had one person on. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're one person. Uh, but I'd like to go to Wigan, try a Wigan kebab. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the pie and the, uh, the pie and the bap in a bap. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Right, we are nearly out of time, but that means I need to read us through the league table of the championship. Uh, and you know what? We're going to do a joint quick fire predictions, right. change it up, get you okay. both involved because George is obviously champ- nice. championship. Um, let's just quickly league table as usual. I'm going to say it. I don't really need to say this. Burnley top of the table, 73 points. Boring. Uh, Sheffield United as we have mentioned sit on 61 points in second but closely followed by Middlesbrough in third who are on 57 points uh, the three remaining teams in the playoffs we have Blackburn Millwall and Luton all on between 52 and 50 points uh, the teams sat outside the table who I'm going to mention all of them okay you ready who I think could get in the playoffs Watford Sunderland Norwich West Brom Coventry Swansea Hull and maybe Preston. Um, and then the bottom three of the table, we have Huddersfield in 22nd on 31 points, Blackpool in 23rd on 31 points, and Wigan 24th on 31 points. So let's do quick fire predictions before we say yeah. goodbye. Um, quick fire on. predictions in 60 seconds. In 60 seconds. Hold on. Hold on. This is my bad. I've clicked off. Uh, right. Fixtures for tomorrow in the Championship. First game at half 
12 we have Coventry Sunderland 2-1 Coventry 2-1 Sunderland Birmingham Luton 2-0 Luton 3-1 Luton Bristol City Hull 2-0 uh, Bristol City 3-1 Bristol City Burnley Huddersfield 5-0 uh, Burnley 3-2 Huddersfield Norwich Cardiff 2-0 uh, Norwich 5-0 Norwich wow. Preston versus Wigan 1-0 uh, 2-1 Preston QPR versus Blackburn 1-0 Blackburn Oh one, no, no, no 1-0 one mil, one mil QPR, sorry 1-1 one, one. Reading Blackpool 1-0 uh, Reading 2-1 Blackpool. Uh, Blackpool Sheffield United versus Watford 2-0 3-2 to Watford Stoke Millwall 2-0 Millwall 2-0 Millwall West Brom Middlesbrough 2-0 Middlesbrough 2-2 two, two. Right, three games that happen next week. Monday the 27th, Swansea-Rotherham. 1-0 uh, Swansea. 2-1 Rotherham. Uh, Tuesday, we have Preston-Coventry. 2-0 Coventry. 2-1 Coventry. And finally, Luton-Millwall. 2-1 Luton. Right, that wraps us up nicely here. Um, as mentioned, as usual, please follow us on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter, EFL at URN. And as I've also said, we also do a podcast weekly uh, and our show live show will be a podcast too on spotify uh tonight's friday that means it's ocean next up we have the pre-ocean show with jack napson but i will be in ocean later and i will definitely be belting out the words to this song (laughs) 